With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What else is going on? Time for What's Happening. For cops investigating the murder of that 15-year-old girl's grandparents and mother in Riverside do not believe the teen was complicit in their killings. This was the Virginia trooper who catfished this 15-year-old girl in Riverside, drove out here, set the family home on fire, killed the grandparents and the mom, and took off with the girl. He was shot and killed during a shootout with police. The uh, Virginia State Police spokesperson says that while his time in law enforcement lasted less than a year, but during the application process, during the training, during the time on the job, he passed all of the physical, psychological, and written testing as well as a lie detector test. Cops don't believe it's the first time he's done this. They believe there could be some pattern of behavior from his past that could help explain things. So they're investigating any digital uh, fingerprints that he may have left on his phone, computer, or social media. Hey, gas tax holiday. This sounds like an idea. They're not doing it here in California, of course. They're doing it in New Jersey. Governor Ned Lamont has released some information about gas tax and energy electric prices in an attempt to give people a break going into what's going to be a pretty tough winter. Fares on transit will continue to be free through March of next year. There's been an uptick in the number of people using buses because gas prices are so high. Said that the quarter uh, quarter per gallon gas tax holiday will extend until January 1st. And after that, it will slowly go down at about a nickel per month until it's back to normal on May 1st, later on next year. A group of developers and engineers have won Microsoft's annual hackathon event. Their idea is to improve tech support for family members who hasn't had a phone call from a parent or a grandparent or someone saying, hey, I'm seeing this. Is this right? How do I do this? Uh, the concept is to provide a secure and simple way to provide assistance to people remotely that many people are called upon frequently to provide tech support to friends and family. That is that is brilliant. As my, long uh, as it's uh, secure, yes. My sister got my dad a brand new phone. I mean, it, much more recent than this brick that I'm using, yeah. right? And even he says, well, how do I get the thing to go this way or do that? And I go, I don't know. I don't know. Ask one of your grandkids. I clearly don't understand. Um, Will Smith has opened up to Trevor Noah about the rage behind uh, the slap that took Chris Rock and the world by surprise earlier this year. Um, and Will Smith gave this tearful interview with Trevor Noah. And in all honesty, it I don't think it did the, um, I don't know. The, the goal was not achieved? No, especially because Will Smith is kind of a known quantity in that he's, He's an Oscar-winning actor, right? right? It was established that night. It was established long before that, but it was established that night as well that Hollywood's willing to look the other way because he does what he does so well. Now, the one thing he doesn't do well is, you know, keep his temper in check, but referred to he was going through a lot of stuff that night. Um, we just got to be nice to each other, man. You know, it's like, it's hard. And I guess the thing that was most painful for me is... 
I took my heart to hurt people. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like... You know, it's, it's interesting. I remember, again, everybody was speculating. Nah, it doesn't matter. Trevor Noah went on to say, you know, we're all... You talk about in your... In his book, Will Smith talked about the fear of confrontation when he was a young kid all the time. And seeing his mom be abused, he was afraid to confront the abuser and then held it all in. And then it comes out in these explosive moments like we saw on internationally broadcast television. Not an excuse. None of it is. How about a new world record for the largest pupusa? 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 Beans? Cheese, oh, meat. I'm listening. Cabbage slaw, uh, salsa. This thing is 18 feet across. That is huge. El Salvadorans celebrate National Pupusa Day every second Sunday in November. This year, the people of Oloculita in La Paz Department of El Salvador, just south of San Salvador, decided to improve upon the previous record-breaking pupusa with an 18-foot wide pupusa. 40 Chefs worked together to make this gigantic pupusa. <clears throat> pupu. Pupusa. 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 And then you go pupu. I guess you could at You're some gonna point. You're going to put that thing down. Probably. Is that a problem? No. I well, think. it would be. Uh, it I is think you could put that thing down without any problems. 18 feet of pupusa. You huh? have a pretty sturdy stomach. I, But not... Not extension-wise, not volume-wise necessarily. Although I can mm, eat a lot. Yeah. Uh, I tend, yeah, you can. I tend to eat more garbage than I do volume. If you were to, between the two. I see. Because you know. uh, I've seen you put down some pretty big plates. Okay. Go on. Oh, this is, I see what you're doing. I suggested you tone up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now you're telling me to cut back a little bit. No, I didn't say that. That's I just said exactly I've seen you put you down some pretty big volume plates. Something important match, going sorry, on match. in New York, which I wish they would do here in Los Angeles. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has announced a new initiative that would allow authorities to more aggressively intervene to help people in need of mental health treatment. Mayor announced the program today, says there is a moral obligation to act, even when it means providing care to those who don't ask for it. Mayor's directive would give outreach workers, city hospitals, and police the legal authority to involuntarily hospitalize anyone they deem a danger to themselves or who is unable to care for themselves. This is going to be huge to see how this plays out in New York and if we could do something similar here. And all this is is a uh, going back to a policy that was a very longstanding policy for forever in, in every major city. Um, it wasn't until recently that we stopped doing that. So we'll see if it does make a difference. Uh, also, President Biden talked with congressional leaders today, both sides, regarding trying to come up with a way to prevent a nationwide rail strike. We'll talk about that when we get into Swamp Watch at the, uh, at the bottom of the hour. Well, we wish we could tell you that police at the University of Idaho are closer to finding who slaughtered four students in that off-campus home. But that is not the update. Unfortunately, the update is hearing from the father of one of the murdered girls, Kaylee. His name's Steve. And he says, <clears throat> it was fast and nobody suffered or felt pain. He has gone after the frustrating police investigation and says that when you send your daughter off to college, they should not be coming back in an urn. Yeah, here's part of the just gut-wrenching interview that he gave with Good Morning America. It was fast and uh, nobody suffered and nobody felt like, like that kind of pain. Do you know the reason why... 
the initial concern was that a roommate was passed out? I know the girls reached out via texting and calling, so I, I can only assume that by the phones being ignored, knowing how my daughter is not going to ignore calls and texting. Officials maintain the murders happened between 3 and 4 a.m. and that the first 911 call was made around noon. Just hours later, Steve was informed of his daughter's death, not by police, but by family members on campus. Let's call Maddie. And then you realize Maddie's gone too. Madison Mogan was Kaylee's lifelong best friend. The pair seen together in their final hours of life, laughing and ordering late night food before getting a ride home together in what Steve described as a sorority designated driver service. You can't imagine sending your girl to college and then they come back in a, you know, in an, in an urn. In an urn. And now the families of the victims growing frustrated by the lack of answers. I haven't earned the ability to uh, to grieve the way that I, I want to grieve. I want to be able to have justice first. That to me he, was the, that was the hardest part to hear was it's the, true. that he ha he feels like he hasn't. I haven't earned the ability to uh, to grieve. I don't think that's what he meant that he hasn't earned it. I think what he meant by that was. I can't grieve until I know what happened to my daughter and know who was responsible. Yeah. Then I can I can get into that. Um, he told, in, in terms of the investigators, he told the reporter that they're just kind of telling me that they can't tell me much, which is frustrating to me because I've been very trustworthy. He says, I do know things. I haven't shared things. He says he doesn't want to talk badly about law enforcement because, in his words, they're hardworking individuals and I'd be doomed without them. Because without information, without knowing who killed his daughter, he can't grieve. Yeah, but at the same time, regardless of the size of the Moscow-Idaho Police Department, which is small. I mean, like I've said yesterday, it's a 25,000-person city. It's not a giant place. They're going to have a small police force and they're going to only have a couple of detectives. But if you're the chief of police there, you know that this is uh, a very high-profile case. You give one of those detectives or, or, or a higher-level officer in your department, your task is simply to be the liaison between whatever we do and can tell the family and the family. That's it. And, and you call them once a day, twice. You ask them, how often do you want me to keep you updated? I'll yeah. call you when we have breaking news, but I'll also keep you updated every night or every afternoon at 4.30. I'll call you and let you know what we've done today. Right. And the first phone call after the discovery of those bodies should have been to a larger agency. The fact the FBI didn't get involved until five, six days after, I think, was a problem. Do you know what else this has reminded me of? I mean, we're to the point now where we're two weeks past the bodies uh, having been found uh, with no word of an actual suspect is the John Bonnet Ramsey, Ramsey case. Me too. It's because we're, and here's the weirdest part about it. That was 26 years ago. Right. And we still, you know, one of the things we decry about that, that situation was it was a small town police department. Boulder, contaminated crime scene. Contaminated crime scene. There were family members involved. There were other people in the house at the time, you know, granted it was family members, but they did not have the technology then that they do now that should prevent this type of thing from right. going forward. So. Right. Exactly. There's cell phones now. 
Anyway, all right, Gary and Shannon will continue. We've got a huge swamp watch, don't we? We do. It's coming up. We're going to be talking with uh, we're going to be talking with M. Win about this meeting that took place today between the president and uh, leaders in Congress, both parties, regarding the rail strike. Um, but first, I wanted to go back to something you said earlier in the show about celebrities tonight at the Conway Show. Yeah, I don't like to brag, but we have some inside information. There will be some uh, some secret unnamed celebrities that will be part of the Conway Show broadcast tonight for um, the Giving Tuesday Postathon. Uh, 6 to 10 tonight is when Conway is going to be broadcasting live from the Anaheim White House and Restaurant. Uh, Anaheim White House Restaurant to benefit Katarina's Club, which is Chef Bruno's charity. Uh, at 1230 every day, we jump into the world of politics with Swamp Watch. The Swamp is horrible. So government doesn't work. Come on, man. We're going to make this like a, a reality TV show. Corn Pop was a bad dude. It's always a pleasure to be anywhere but Washington, D.C. Hey, Joe. Hey, Esther. <laughs> a town all too clearly built on a swamp and in so many ways still a swamp. That's a bunch of malarkey. Somebody said drain the swamp. I said, oh, that's so hokey. Keep yapping, man. Swamp Watch. You know the thing. Well, the pro-labor president, Joe Biden, is now suggesting that Congress try to come up with a plan to stop a rail strike from happening. The threat of $2 billion worth of damage to the economy every day is what's looming over this strike. This could hit us everywhere, um, everywhere you look, from from cars to retail uh, approaching Christmas to food on the shelves, meat prices, all of it. M. Wynn is in Washington, joins us now. And M, what is the latest? What's the deadline here? Right. So the deadline is December 9th. So basically there has to be an agreement between the rail workers and unions as well as the White House. But the last we heard after negotiations for several weeks and months is that it's pretty much at a There are certain things that the union wants that the White House does not want to give. And that's what prompted President Biden to go ahead and ask Congress to actually go and impose this deal or ratification through Congress. That would ultimately avert a shutdown when it comes to a rail strike. Now, President Biden did meet with the four top congressional leaders today, after which Speaker Pelosi said that the White, that the uh, House would take up legislation to avert this rail strike as soon as tomorrow morning. Now, we also heard from the Republican leader in the House, Kevin McCarthy, and he says he doesn't think Republicans will block the bill and that it will pass. So ultimately, he does blame the president for this deal ultimately not coming to uh, a, a peak fruition, right? No one's particularly happy with the negotiation uh, 12 rail unions did go ahead and say, yes, okay, let's move forward. But four of the largest rejected the latest deal. And so the White House doesn't really want to move forward without this sort of uh, an agreement. But ultimately, uh, Biden says it's going to harm the economy way too much, especially as the holidays are here. So he is asking Congress to go ahead and ratify uh, this agreement, which seems like it will happen soon. Is is the suggestion that Congress could legislate this? I'm not quite sure I understand what he's asking Congress to do to prevent this from from going forward. Right. So when it comes to negotiations, the White House's role is just to negotiate. But when it comes to Congress, it's this complex combination of the Railway Labor Act, as well as the Constitution's Commerce Clause. And ultimately, it gives Congress the ability to uh, ratify legislation, ratify an agreement, and therefore rail workers and its specific industries, so rail and and airports, um, things like that, uh, 
it's specific industries that once it's ratified, they can no longer strike after a certain deadline. So this deadline is December 9th. If this actually goes through uh, the ratification through Congress, then uh, these rail workers and unions will no longer be able to strike. How soon would we see the changes uh, when it comes to retail, store shelves, things like that, if this thing goes down? So it would be almost immediate, right? So every single day, if, let's say, the strike happens on December 9th, every single day, as you kind of mentioned, the economy would lose $2 billion a day. It would affect several different industries across uh, the nation, anything that really is uh, related to supply chain. So as you mentioned, retail, groceries, things like that. So again, it would be almost immediate, but here's the thing. Each congressional leader is saying that they are pretty confident that they will be able to ratify an agreement and therefore avert a strike. And and when we see this, um, you mentioned that all congressional leaders from both parties were there with the president today. Is this sort of a, a bipartisan issue? We, we're not seeing a lot of conflict, it looks, between Republicans and Democrats. They agree this needs to be taken care of. They agree this needs to be taken care of. They don't particularly agree that this should be the final um, deal between rail workers and the White House. But there's not much of a choice here if they want to avoid a strike. And that's why even though there is some opposition from Republicans, they say they will be ready to go as soon as uh, this bill is ready to, to hit the floor on both the House side and the Senate side. Um, and remember, this deal is this has been in the works for quite some time. It it includes things like time off for illnesses and family emergencies. Also, one of the biggest wage increases of about 24 percent. They're also getting uh, immediate paybacks. But ultimately, that speaking point was they wanted more paid sick time. Um, the White House was arguing that it could upend schedules that are in an industry that's already understaffed. And it seems like neither side was getting anywhere, which is why the president made this ultimate request for Congress to go ahead and ratify what they have so far. M. Wynn, great reporting. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much. M reporting for us and for ABC News Live from Washington. In other strike news, UC officials have announced a tentative agreement with the United Auto Workers, I know that's weird, on a new five-year contract for UC postdoctoral scholars and academic researchers. This is the third week of that 48,000 student workers strike off the job demanding better pay and benefits. Um, the, the contracts in, uh, address issues like fair compensation, job security, and paid family leave. So good news there. So one of the issues that has uh, cropped up that has been haunting former President Trump was this dinner that we mentioned yesterday that took place last week between he and Kanye West and a guy named Nick Fuentes. And Republicans up and down the, the whole list of Republicans in Congress, uh, in governor's houses, wherever, have been asked about this. Senator Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell was the latest to have been asked specifically about this dinner that uh, transpired and what sort of response uh, he would have to that. Now, he tries to avoid provoking any sort of conflict with the former president because we already know that uh, former President Trump hates Mitch McConnell. At least he does now. He said, uh, did Mitch McConnell, there is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy, and anyone meeting with people abdicating that point of view is highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States. So he's very careful to not directly name Donald Trump, but we all know who he's talking about. Um, 
McConnell's comments came a day after Senate Republicans across the spectrum criticized the decision for uh, former President Trump to host Fuentes and yay. Here's the issue. According to the former president, the people around him, it was only supposed to be dinner with Kanye West. Kanye West then has been befriending this uh, Nick Fuentes moron and brought him without asking. Well, if you are a staff member for the former president of the United States, you have to do a better job of vetting who's going to be doing dinner with the president. And if Kanye West, knowing what you know about him in these last several weeks, says he's got a friend he's bringing with him, uh, you say you wait uh, outside and we'll run. We'll just do a quick. Isn't Kanye a alone a problem? Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> but we'll do a quick Google search on a Nick Fuentes and see what's going on. Uh, we were talking earlier about um, what's going on in China, and they are just sort of pulling out the stops when it comes to making sure that uh, these protests don't get out of control and don't prove to be any sort of a threat. I saw an Xi Jinping. article this morning that there were protesters just holding up blank pieces of paper. Yeah. That like, you know, you, you can't shoot me over a blank piece of paper. You know, it's, it, 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 it's my way of protest, uh, you know. F uh, the president or whatever, but you know what I want to say, say, but I'm holding up this blank sheet of paper. Um, Other protesters are holding up physics equations, kind of showing like, this is science. What you're doing is not science. Interesting. Yeah. That would be, can you imagine trying that here? No. Here, there's about four (laughs) people who understand physics equations. (laughs) My daughter would be one of many more in China. And she would point out that they got it wrong. Um, If Raphael Warnock wins re-election in Georgia next week, Democrats will be the real majority there in the Senate, not just a kind of a majority. This is also very important because as much as it is that they have the 50, 50 votes, right, and then obviously the tiebreaker with the vice president, Uh, There would be a significant difference if, in fact, they get the 51 votes because one of the people that we spoke about so much in the last year was West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin. If Raphael Warnock wins, he becomes the 51st Democratic senator in the next Congress. And that is significant because Joe Manchin's importance, Joe Joe Manchin's uh, ability to slow down Joe Biden's progressive agenda, at least the progressive parts of the agenda, is greatly blunted. So uh, that would be Chuck Schumer, as the Senate majority leader, would be able to employ some more efficient tactical works on the floor. And where we stand right now is pretty interesting because the Georgia Secretary of State's website showed there have been 90,000 votes cast already in this uh, in this because of early voting. December 6th is when election day, finger quotes, technically is, but there is early voting in Georgia. Most Georgians voted on Sunday. Sorry, more Georgians voted on Sunday two days ago than on any Sunday in the 2018, 2020 or 2022 general elections. So this has been absolute record turnout in Georgia uh, for the midterm elections we saw earlier this month and will likely be uh, Absolute uh, record-breaking turnout for this runoff for Senate. You want a little omnibus news? I Oh, like omnibus spending bill? Yes. Okay, yes, I do. <laughs> you know you woke up wanting some omnibus news. Uh, hashtag omnibus, more omnibus. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell announced today there is widespread agreement among leaders in Washington about the need to pass an omnibus spending package next month. Despite calls from conservatives to punt this into next year, 
He did say there are significant hurdles to reaching a deal, which means talks could drag right up until Christmas to avoid that government shutdown. Uh, he said, we had a really good meeting, laid out the challenges that we're all collectively facing here. I think there's widespread agreement that we'd be better off with an omnibus than a continuing resolution. Because sometimes they do that. They're like, uh, let's let's come to the resolution to continue talks, but not do anything. Right. Or we're going to fund it for 90 days. We're yeah. not going to fund it for Stop 10 gap. years or something. Blah, blah. Um, the Supreme Court had uh, unusual consensus yesterday, was signaling the appetite to overturn fraud convictions in two New York corruption cases involving developers with former Governor Cuomo's administration. Uh, both conservative and liberal justices suggested both cases brought by anti-corruption crusader uh, U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara where was relying on faulty legal premises and then this making its way all the way up to the Supreme Court. So these decisions won't be announced until uh, late in the spring. Probably June is sort of the, the, the last expectation in terms of when we see it. Could further a decades-long trend at the Supreme Court of limiting what the justices have seen as overly expansive use of federal statutes to pursue alleged corruption in some of these places. So. What are you doing tonight? Are you going to give anything for Giving Tuesday? What I'm going to go home and take more uh, propofol, a.k.a. NyQuil, and go to bed nap? about 6 p.m. Give your husband some quiet. Um, <clears throat> he, wouldn't know what, he wouldn't even know what that is. He'd be like, what is this? Where is everybody? What, what is that? Is this I what hear? the end of the world What am I hearing like? right now? Uh, it is Giving Tuesday today, and uh, one of the ways that you can give is by taking part in our 12th annual Pastathon. Obviously, Katarina's Club is uh, very near and dear to our hearts here at KFI, and for 12 years, uh, KFI listeners have helped fund this amazing charity. Bruno, Chef Bruno Serrato, of course, helps provide more than 25,000 meals every week to kids in need in Southern California through Katarina's Club. And your generosity is absolutely what makes it happen. So you can do it uh, a few different ways. At pastathon.com, you can just give right there on that website. You can also go to any Smart and Final store to, and uh, donate at checkout uh, for the next several days. If you go to a Wendy's restaurant today, they're also obviously donating. You can donate at checkout. You can get a Frosty and a dollar for every Frosty sold today goes towards Katarina's Club. Tonight is a big night. Conway is going to be out there. Conway and the crew will be out there from 6 to 10 uh, with some very special celebrity celebrity guests that you're going to want to watch out for. You can drop off pasta and sauce donations at the restaurant tonight. Uh, you can come on out and watch uh, Conway and the crew do their show until 10 p.m. Reminder that 100% of those donations go to Katarina's Club, pastathon.com for all the information. True Crime Tuesday brings us a story of a baby who was kidnapped in 1971. Found alive just 10 minutes where she grew up. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. 
And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.